Welcome to Finding the Faith with me, your host, Frida Donnelly, where we explore what matters. Whether it's traversing someone's faith journey, diving deeper into doctrine, or simply enjoying Christian fellowship, I aim to focus on the good and the beautiful to provide you with some respite from the world. If you'd like to join us live, check out Finding the Faith on Rumble every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. All the links are in the show notes down below. Please remember to rate and subscribe, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome or welcome back to Finding the Faith. I am so excited to have all of you here this evening. So real quick, I wanted to get into a really cool thing that happened today. Um, As you know, if you were here for the last episode, I am a lifestyle columnist for the American Daily Press. So another one of my pieces got published today called Between Harmony and Hegemony. So if Kyle would be so nice as to put the link into the chat, that would be amazing. And then um, if you want, you can also check it out on Twitter at Babe everywhere. So go ahead and check that out if you'd like to. Um, There was a couple other things that I wanted to get into. Um, In the link below, I don't know if you were here last episode, but if you were, you'll know that Jess and Josh are working on adopting and whoever that is is going to be so, so blessed. If you could share that link support the campaign or do anything it is ending in a few days so if you could do that it would be greatly greatly appreciated by so many myself included so without further ado let us explore what matters here on finding the faith 7 p.m est tonight i have with me micah and i'm so excited to learn about her faith journey i have so many questions let's dig into it hey micah how are you doing tonight Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. So my first question I normally ask my guests is, what are your first memories of religion? Um, I remember, so I've been going to my church my whole life. And I remember, I think I was in a Sunday school class, very young. Um, I don't remember what we learned, but I know, I remember it being Sunday school and we had like, do you know those? like little Debbie cakes or kind of, I don't know. I think they were zebra cakes, something like that. I remember that mm-hmm. was a snack. <clears throat> I was probably four or five. And then I remember, I think we were coloring some sort of page or something. And mm-hmm. this other kid, and I remember that he had Down syndrome. I didn't know what it was called, but I remember that, that what it was, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And his name was Benjamin and he took something of mine and I was upset with him. Um, I'm not sure if that would count as like religion, but it was, Sunday school and I really very vividly remember that memory (laughs) um I don't know if that's answering your question but yeah (laughs) it does okay (laughs) there's always a wide variety of responses to that question from because I'm like I don't know if you're asking what's my first like experience with the god or like religion because like that would specifically be like religion because it Mm -hmm. was my school but and I know we're going to get into the other stuff so no need to spoil that right at the get-go so Exactly. I recently had a guest on that said uh, she started going through the steps of communion because like to get to communion in her um, denomination because she really, really wanted the snack on Sundays. That's fair. I mean, if you're a kid, your snacks, grape juice. Hello. Exactly. Right. 
exactly. I used to yeah. be obsessed with Welch's grape juice. Really? I mean, <laughs> yes. it's, it's good stuff. So I mean, who wouldn't? Be, I don't right? know why. I it's just sugar really... also. <laughs> yeah, it's like sugar. Who would have thought that? Right. Right. I think it was also because I couldn't have apple juice because I was weirdly allergic to apple juice, but not any of the other components of apples. It, weird. it was very weird. But anyways, oh, um, can you share a story of how you came to embrace Pentecostalism in your journey of faith? Yeah, so I mean, I've, I was raised Pentecostal. I have um, my family on both sides, several generations back Pentecostal. So it's like what I've grown up in. It's what mm-hmm. I know, so I'm familiar with. Um, what was the other part of the question? <laughs> and how, how, like, tell me about your faith journey. Yeah, okay. So I guess getting back to my first encounter with the Lord. <clears throat> so my church is actually pretty big. And it was in a um, different location until 05, and they moved. Um, <clears throat> but it's a pretty big church. Like, I'd say on Sundays we average like maybe 2,000, 1,500, just depends. Um, sometimes people are out of town and, you know, vacation, things like that. Like sometimes in the summer it's a little, but, you know, it's a pretty big church. Um, <clears throat> and um, I remember, so we had like these on like, so we have Tuesday night service, like our midweek. Now it's Wednesday. We have to just be like every every other, everybody else, all the other churches with Wednesday night. Um, but I remember like they, I was, I think six or seven, I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember so vividly, we had our like little children service and we went to the, into the chapel to do it. So like there was like, you know, in this main sanctuary, the adults had their class and then mm-hmm. the kids had theirs. It was called church back then. Mm-hmm. It has a different name now, but that's the vintage name. Um, and so we were in this little chapel I don't even remember what it was about I remember mm-hmm. feeling like at the end they gave like this kind of altar call like and they played some soft music for like if kids wanted to pray and I mm-hmm. just felt drawn to go to the front I didn't know why I just went up and I remember kneeling down and I didn't even like <clears throat> have a prayer I just mm-hmm. kind of like I'd observed that people do that mm-hmm. and I went up and I knelt down and then one of like the teachers like put her hand on me and I felt the spirit of the Lord and I started crying and I didn't know why. And it wasn't like a weeping. It wasn't like a <laughs> sobbing, but it was like really mm-hmm. gentle. And that was like the first time I remember feeling the presence of the Lord. And wow. um, it was, it's very, it's such a vivid memory like that. It was, yeah. I was so little, right? Um, and I, shortly after that, I decided to get baptized. Um, <clears throat> I was seven when I got baptized. So I don't know exactly how old I at that point but I think like around that same time mm-hmm. is when I decided to get baptized because you know I can't really remember dates when I was little because kids yeah no concept at the time. so anyways and then when I was eight years old um oh sorry did you have something you wanted mm-hmm. to say I was just going to say that I rem- like I totally feel that because the only reason I remember my baptismal date because I- <clears throat> sorry because I was nine was because of the fact that um it like all counted up in a row mm, yeah yeah, so you're yeah. like you're like um, process of elimination kind of thing. Like this yeah. must have happened at this point in the sequence of yeah. life. I got you. And then yeah. when I was eight years old is when I spoke in tongues for the first time, and mm-hmm. it was at another kids. It was at a kids camp actually, um, and it was like very common for kids to like, like you know, in in my background we call it like baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, and it was very common that kids would experience that there. And so I did. I was eight. I don't even remember the date because I, do, I 
I don't remember. I just remember mm-hmm. like people congratulating me afterwards because they must have yeah. heard me speaking in tongues. And I didn't even get like, the they give us a certificate for that, mm-hmm. like baptismal certificate. And like if you get the Holy Ghost at camp, you get a certificate. I didn't even get one because they were like at the end. First of all, I'm also background mm-hmm. in my myself in my childhood, very shy. I'm still mm-hmm. very introverted. I'm still very shy. And I've, you know, I've come out of my bubble a bit. But that took mm-hmm. a long time. But as a kid, oh my gosh, it was, I didn't want to do anything without my mom. And I was at this camp without my mom. Like I didn't have someone to be like my um, security blanket. So mm-hmm. they told everyone who received the Holy Ghost to come up to the stage. And my friend was like, did you see the Holy Ghost? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did end up going up, but I actually know the date that I got mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost because one of my best friends or one of my really good friends that I grew mm-hmm. up with in school got the holy ghost the same day so um i know that i knew like i kind of did the process of elimination there too i was like okay what year was i seven i was gonna take yeah. that year but like that summer i was like okay and it was july it was in the middle of the week and it was that thursday that's the date so i don't remember the exact i don't have a certificate but i know mm-hmm. the date that happens so <laughs> i hope that gives Justice you some for no literally i I know. Like, I need to go back and be like, listen, I got the Holy Ghost in 2005 or 2006. I need a certificate. Thank you. Yes. Right? How rude. I know. So about that experience, what did that feel like and what did that look like for you? So again, I don't remember it happening. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the moment when I started speaking in tongues because even like talking with other believers – some mm-hmm. people like have this experience in private and it's very mm-hmm. seamless, like just worshiping the Lord in adoration. And then you're next thing you realize you're not speaking English. So I don't know if it was that. I think that there was also probably a decent amount of emotion. I remember I was, mm-hmm. I was crying a little bit. Um, and there were a lot of people praying with me too. So I think it was probably a little bit of stimulation going on and I still mm-hmm. get quite overstimulated by a lot of things now. Um, so I, I don't remember that. Mo- I, right. I don't remember that moment, but I remember mm-hmm. after I even remember my pastor congratulating me. It was really funny. Um, but it was, di- it, everything was so different. Cause I remember everyone, like the adults were so tall. Like I was little mm-hmm. like, and I was a little yeah. kid. Like I'm above average height, but like I was skinny and petite kid mm-hmm. so like I everything just looked so different like everyone was just so yeah tall. but I don't remember that exact moment but I kind of I kind of remember it a little bit and then I remember like afterwards so <laughs> yeah was if you don't mind me asking was that the first time that I mean I know that was the first time but was like that the first and last time that happened to you or have has that been a no thing? yeah so <clears throat> like are you talking about like tongues yeah speaking in tongues okay so, um, I would like this experience, I would call like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll see, like, mm-hmm. if you look, read Acts chapter two, um, the first coming of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. Um, there are different kinds of tongues actually that we see in the Bible. Um, there's like, if you look at first Corinthians 14 and also first Corinthians 12, there's a lot of detail on that. Mm-hmm. If, you're gonna, if anyone is curious on where to find that, um, like there's like speaking in tongues, there's like the gift of like imitation of tongues, which I've seen mm-hmm. firsthand a couple times, which is pretty incredible. Um, but for me, like I, I tongues is like a private prayer language and the okay. Bible like talks about um, 
like this are interceding for you. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of that is that perfect will of God. Like my prayer, when I'm speaking, when I'm allowing the spirit to utter, I'm not mm-hmm. a, like my prayer isn't tainted by mm-hmm. my flesh. Um, it's like, you know, the Bible says this, um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I kind of bypass yeah. that weakness of the flesh. If I'm yielding that to him, like yielding my, mm-hmm. my mouth to him. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to have that private prayer language and also for intercession as well, like sometimes there have been times when I've been woken up in the middle of the night and I just had the urge to pray and like, I don't know what to pray for, but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pray God's perfect will. I'm going to allow him to utter through me whatever needs to be prayed because it talks a lot about the spirit making intercession for us and Jesus mm-hmm. intercedes for us. So like allowing him to do that through me um, so that I'm praying his perfect will. So I don't really, the the main, per, the re, like the main um contact I mm. pray in tongues and is like privilege. um okay so yeah that makes sense now yeah. when that happens because it is bypassing the flesh for you is that something that like do you understand what you're saying or is it just kind of like your soul kind of yielding to you know what like that intercession yeah that's a great question so no I do not understand what I'm saying it is like a complete yielding um, mm-hmm. If you read in Acts chapter two and also first Corinthians 14, it says that the tongue is unknown by the speaker. So it's okay. like not something that I understand what I'm saying, but the spirit is making utterance. And so I know that whatever he's saying, it's perfect. And so I don't have to be concerned about whether or not like asking something that's outside of the will of God, because I know that I'm praying mm-hmm. the perfect will of God because he's using me. I'm his vessel and I'm yielding to him. So yeah, I hope yeah it does thank you and thank you for knowing that you know I was asking the understanding part like out of that like deep respect for your faith and everything and not like yeah oh do you even know what you're talking about yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you for asking it's very thorough questions so thank you of course um sorry just catching up with the chat real quick you're good um a few psychological slash neurological studies have shown that small samples of people who speak in tongues do not show the language portion of their brain lighting up while speaking in it, which is really cool. I didn't know that. Yes, I've seen a couple of those studies. It's just pretty cool. <laughs> now, when I told one of my very, very dear friends um, that I was having an individual who's Pentecostal on the show this week, she asked me... Um, she basically told me that there was something about snakes in the oh goodness crack- <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying talking. to word that but like there's something about snakes like the use of snakes in um service and in worship is that something that congregation does and if so what does that look like heck no heck no when that happens so that is an example and I understand mm-hmm. I have a lot of mutuals on Twitter that are reformed and a lot of them are very critical of the charismatic movement and i understand why because there's been a lot of misuse of the gifts um mm-hmm. and first corinthians 13 um paul talks about doing everything in love even he's like mm-hmm. he opens the chapter by saying if i speak the tongue of men and do not have love i'm not like i am like a clanging symbol so yeah. it's like people misuse the gifts quite a bit and very unfortunate Mm -hmm. that is a massive example of misusing the gifts because it comes from i believe when paul i think he's he gets um he's like 
on Malta, the island of Malta, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And there is a snake that comes and bites him. It's like a poisonous snake. And the people know they're like, oh gosh, like this, he, he should be dead. But the snake, you know, bites him and he doesn't die. Um, and the Lord saves him, right? That's where that mm-hmm. comes from. It's not like, and the reason, you know, it's not like they're intentionally like handling these crazy poisonous things because they're like, oh, the Lord's going to save me and protect me. That's irresponsible. And I've seen yes. a lot of, not in my life, my church, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of irresponsibility regarding the gifts of the spirit. And it's really important and it causes people to completely reject the gifts and like all together, which I mm-hmm. can see why they would if they've seen something really bizarre and something that's not biblical. So there's no snake handling here. The closest thing we've done to snake handling, which is not even really comparable, we used to have a, a musical during Easter time when we would have baby animals, like baby lambs and like, you know, <laughs> chickens. That's the closest, okay? And I'm like, that was a completely different thing. Like, we are not going to bring snakes into our congregation. Like, no. That is like that kind of okay, practice okay. is very, it's unbiblical really because you're kind of really mm-hmm. testing God in that aspect. You're like, yeah. oh, and there's been people that have died doing that, right? Like they're like, te- yeah, they're snake, and they die because they're expecting God to save them. But like, you know, reason, like the Lord saved Paul there because it, it was just a freak accident. It wasn't because he was an, intentionally putting himself into harm. And so when people yeah. intentionally put themselves into harm, like you reap what you sow. If you're intentionally doing something like this, to, like that could harm you to test mm-hmm. God, like God will not be mocked. So I no. don't support that kind of stuff. So. Okay. Most <laughs> was... normal, most, here, I'll say this also. Mm-hmm. Most Pentecostals are normal and reasonable and practice the gifts in order. The thing mm-hmm. that gets attention is the crazies. So yeah. I think that's pretty true when it comes to many things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I can definitely see the truth behind that. It's good to know that if I ever come visit you and you know, go to your congregation, there won't be snakes. <laughs> yeah, no. No snakes there. My pastor is definitely afraid of snakes, so there's no way. Like he, he's, okay. he zero, there's a percent chance that there would be a mm-hmm. snake on the platform. Zero percent chance. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um. Oh, the snakes are largely a Western thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you? It shouldn't be any thing, you know. So so silly. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, it really is like, especially because that's like literally what Satan showed up as in the beginning. I know. It's so silly. Yeah, it's deception. It's another form of deception. I really believe that. You know. Yeah. So outside of um, speaking in tongues, what are some of the other spiritual gifts that you've seen, you know, in your congregation? Yeah, so I know that I mentioned um, tongues and interpretation, which is so cool, mm-hmm. because um, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks about this. And every time I've been, I've witnessed it, it's gone exactly like how Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14. He says, like, let no more than one or two people speak and then let another person give the interpretation. Each time I've experienced it, um, mm-hmm. there's been like, it's it's a really interesting thing because what the Lord will do is he will give someone an utterance to speak and it's like in tongues, like one or two mm-hmm. people, maybe three, and they'll each speak. And it's just like such a spirit led thing because the Lord will like the congregation will hush and mm-hmm. then like the people that the Lord gave the utterance to will speak and then someone will give the interpretation in English and then it'll go back to worship. Crazy stuff. So I've seen that, which is yeah. just like amazing to behold. Um, there's also, I've seen like prophetic words or words of knowledge 
knowledge. I've seen that in, in practice as well. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen like, I've heard of like when I was listening to a podcast of a pastor, he was like an evangelist and he went mm-hmm. to a different country and he was speaking in his language what the people were hearing in their own language. So that's wow. definitely another, another like tongues gift as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that in my life, but um, those are basically the gifts that I've seen in my life mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, walk with the Lord and in, in my church. Um, so yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, oh, so in the chat, Hannah says, I think it originated in some sex breaking off or some such suggesting that a verse or two should be translated as people's ability to demonstrate authority slash power over the serpent slash snake and so on. Okay. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you so much for sharing about those spiritual gifts. Like that must've been such an amazing thing to behold, like watching that happen. It's surreal. It's surreal. Yeah. So how does the Pentecostal community contribute to your spiritual um, growth as you continue on, you know, with all of the generations before you being Pentecostal, which is amazing that you have so many members of your family in the faith. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I guess I can just talk about my specific community, my church. Um, I love it. It's amazing. We had a worship night this past Sunday. We do like once a month. Um, and I'm one of the music directors for that. Um, and we, it's, it's really wonderful. We have a wonderful time of worship, um, allowing the Lord to move. Um, as I mentioned, I've been going to my church for my whole life. Um, I have kids ministry as well. So I'm very involved at my church. Um, it's a wonderful community. Like it's an amazing place for mm-hmm. families, lots of families, lots of young couples, lots of young families, lots of middle-aged people, lots of, you know, there's people of all ages, like it's multi-generational, it's multicultural, beautiful place. And I'm really grateful for the fact that the Bible is just, it's like, we're not going to deviate from the word of God. It's very like the Bible was preached and there's no false doctrine. And I I couldn't Mm -hmm. be more grateful because, you know, I think I've heard that it's, find a bible believing church and that makes me sad Mm. because it should be the norm and the fact that people are conforming to the culture is really a sad thing so i'm really grateful for that Um, i'm grateful for the community that i have Um, and i'm also grateful for the fact that the spiritual gifts are um, embraced but also Mm -hmm. used in order in first corinthians Mm -hmm. 14 which is super important and i also um i am the like tongues is so valuable to me um Mm -hmm. and it's not like something that like my pastors always say this like you don't seek to speak in tongues seek Mm -hmm. the heart of god and if he speaks in if if you speak in tongues like if you speak like he'll give you an utterance yield Mm -hmm. to it don't like you know kind of like uh not really you have to yield to it right so we don't like teach you have to seek speaking in tongues like that's we we seek the heart of god and then utterance, and then you like allow him to speak you yield to that so I'm really grateful for the very, um, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. It's like a very, it's a well-rounded form mm-hmm. of Pentecostalism because I've seen some that's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very well-rounded. It's very biblical. Like when I look at the writings of Paul when he talks about spiritual gifts, we're aligned with them. And so, and if anything deviates from that, if things are out of order, if, you know things are going on that are not supposed to that's not necessarily a good thing and so i'm grateful that like in my church my community 
I've grown up around mm-hmm. the gifts being used in order. So yeah. hope that answered your question. Responsible stewardship of anything that God gives us is so important. Absolutely. I'm still trying to learn how, you know, how the Holy Spirit speaks to me and how, you know, Jesus communicates back to me. That's kind of like where I'm at right now on Mm. my own personal journey in English. (laughs) Yeah, in English, right? (laughs) You know, actually, Um, I did experience a spiritual, like, gift when I was in Chile. So I, we, um, <clears throat> we had gotten there when we got there. We got there like on a Wednesday. And so that next Sunday, we were going to the pastors, like their church in Chile. And then we were, mm-hmm. the, the following weekend, we'd be in um, Argentina. But mm-hmm. someone gave me like a prophetic word, like in a word of encouragement, like in Spanish. And that was pretty cool because that had never happened to me. Mm-hmm. And like Spanish is my language and I speak it fluently. But it was cool to me. I was like, Lord, you're so cool that you would have someone who speaks my second language give me a prophetic word of encouragement. Like, I just thought that was so cool. So that was was really special. Yeah. Was that, um, I might be mixing up stories because I follow you on, like, all the social media because you're awesome. But um, was that, (laughs) was that with the little girl that came up to you or was that a different thing? Oh, no, that was in Chile and then the little girl was Mm -hmm. from Argentina. Yeah, super, super sweet. But yeah, that's different. It was like a woman. She like had a baby. She she's probably around my age. She's a little older, but she was an mm-hmm. adult. But it was it was I was like, Lord, you're so kind. You're so thoughtful of me. But yeah, that happened in Chile. That's amazing. How did you enjoy your mission trip? And like how you've been gone for a little bit, right? Yeah. So I was gone a month total. I was in Florida for like two ish weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I went to uh, South America the 2nd of January. So I was like in Florida from the 23rd of December to January 2nd, and January 2nd to January 15th, I think. I was in Chile. Well, Chile and Argentina. But um, I was gone for a little bit. But it was a wonderful trip. It was so special. I'd been wanting to go for years. Um, the pastors there, like the church down there is like a sister church or like mm-hmm. a daughter work, really. Um, one of like our founder, I believe it was our founder who went down to preach in Chile and they ended mm-hmm. up starting churches down there. And now there's churches also in Argentina, Argentina as well. Really cool stuff. So I, you know, and we, Amazing. two of the pastors, kids live here and they go to our church and they have their kids here. So like the pastors have family here. Um, and like people I know like have gone and said it's amazing. And so for years I'm like, I want to go to Chile bad. For you know, I had been mm-hmm. wanting to go to Lana, so the pastor's wife invited my mom and my and I last year, um, and we we're like, yes, we're coming. She's like, come in the summer, come in January. We're like, say less, because we do not like the snow. Uh, well, it's not like yeah. we don't like it, but the cold gets really old after like two days, and that's it. Really does. Like when it yeah. seeps into your bones, so, like snow for Christmas. Have a nice little white Christmas, white and then Christmas, like move, move after on. That, no, <laughs> yeah. fair, I like snow days. Like I'm not mad about the snow days, but the cold hits different. And I have asthma, yes. so sometimes if it's too cold and I step outside, I can't breathe. So it's not my favorite. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, so yeah, so she invited us to come down to, and she was telling us about, about this women's ministry that she started. Um, mm-hmm. It's for women who, um, really for a lot like families, but it's really specifically for women who are like single mothers, like whose husbands abandoned them or who are, mm-hmm. um, who are victims of abuse and who mm-hmm. don't have resources. 
Um, and so it was cool. like they, they had a they have a building and everything like it was given to them and like they were able to do renovations because someone from our church gave an offering and there's still a mm-hmm. lot more that needs to be done. She was able to house that to me, which is amazing. They were living on the streets like last month. On the streets, there's like an 11 year old. She just turned 11 this past week. She's a sweetheart, but they have this 10 year old girl, and she's really pretty and sweet and cute. And there is a 19 year old, and he's um he's got some development. He's not really verbal, but he can communicate and he can you know do simple tasks. He's really sweet too. And then the mother, and she like the pastor's wife is like, we cannot have them living on the street. Like they, this little girl, somebody's gonna try to take her gonna try like you never know like people are horrible um and so she met this family they ended up all coming to church they ended up getting baptized they ended up receiving the baptism of the holy spirit and then she found them a home she's housing them to meet them and spend time with them it was beautiful like the mother is a um Mm -hmm. victim of sexual abuse in her past um and so it's really she was telling us about the difference that the lord has made in their lives and she was Mm -hmm. saying to us like this little girl was asking her she's like the pastor's wife she asked the pastor's wife do you really think god can change my life and she's like i know he can and just seeing what has done in them has been amazing like he's they have this home they're really happy there they were able to throw her a birthday party like i don't know if she's ever had a birthday party like she turned 11 and they had it themed like her favorite color which is purple it was really sweet and they they have a home now so there's a lot of things that need to be like lots of logistic things right now they're on summer break so when it's time for school they're trying to figure out like how do we get some of these kids to school and their parents have mm-hmm. to work um but it's just getting see the fruition of what her dream has been of helping these women um happening in front of my eyes like hearing about these families seeing the pictures of the book but actually being there in person talking with the people it was just oh my goodness it was so special it was wonderful that's amazing. I'm trying so hard right now not to like ugly cry on the stream that the oh. little girl got home for her birthday. Like, oh my god. So so sweet. Yeah. That's amazing. God is so good. He is. And he's so mindful of us. Yeah. Can you share a specific experience where you felt a strong connection with the Holy Spirit? One that like stands out to you? Because I'm sure, you know, there's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um I thought there's a special thing about the day-to-day and the mundane walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel far from the Lord and sometimes it's what I'm doing. Other times I feel really close to him. But um, I found that when I'm just thinking of him and having my mindset on him, I just feel so connected. And there are also times when I like have my guitar and I just sing whatever comes to my heart. I feel very connected to him then too. And sometimes like I bring tongues into that, sometimes English, sometimes whatever, but it's like, I just follow his leading and like when I just sit with him and abide with him, um, mm-hmm. I just feel special that he comes to meet with me. And I, there are, you know, gr- big grand moments are great. Who doesn't love a grand moment, right? Yeah. But there's some about the day-to-day small sweet moments that happen, even if they're short, yeah. but just knowing like he's with me, knowing he's coming to meet with me, um, knowing mm-hmm. that he's abiding, uh, inhabiting my praise and coming to sit with me and Oh, he's all yours, right? So that's really special to me. Um, so the connections that I have with him are very special throughout my life. That's amazing. Is there anything that you specifically do or would recommend to those of us who might struggle with stillness? I'm laughing because it's me. I no, it's still. me too. At me. No, literally. Because I... <clears throat> 
I, um, my mind races mm-hmm. a lot. And so it's something I, I would, you know, listen to, and I, and I've, I've really been hungry for the Lord since I was a kid. I remember some days I would be like, I don't know, 10 and I'd stay up all night talking to God and I would have the hunger for him. And I, I, I value that time because I don't have that mm-hmm. much time now. I can't do an all nighter. Sometimes I can maybe, but like, I really got to know Jesus when I was grown with him like he's grown I've seen he's seen me grow and I've grown closer to him as I've gotten older but um I always would listen to people like yeah you need to sit before the Lord and be quiet and hear his voice this is true right like the Bible talks Mm -hmm. about that still small voice but for me my head so busy there's so much going on there so many tabs open Right. So what I think is for me, this is just for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to listen to like soft music or like instrumental worship music and just sit with the Lord, even if I don't like hear anything. But he, mm-hmm. I've learned how he speaks to me and it's mm-hmm. going to look different for everyone. <clears throat> like it might be, you know, you or someone else might have the same, very similar way the Lord speaks to us, but it's very specific to you. Like I love you. It's like the Lord knows you. He knows mm-hmm. how to speak to you and he knows what you need. He knows your heart. <clears throat> and so I've learned the ways he's spoken to me, the ways he speaks to me. And that comes just with walking with him. It comes with intimacy mm-hmm. over time, getting closer to him. But I, <clears throat> um, even though my head doesn't always get clear, mm-hmm. I'm still able to have a this in my spirit. And I think another thing about like having a prayer language is really helpful too. Because it helps my mind, like, just focus, focus, and just, like, I can just bring it all in, you know, and it gives me, like, a home base to come to. Um, But, I mean, the Lord, I've only really heard the Lord's audible voice, maybe once, when I was probably a kid. But, like, he learned the ways to see these quiet ways and ways to listen to him and look for him and Mm -hmm. watch for him and throughout my life. Um... But stillness, it takes practice. It's really hard because we're so programmed to be busy and to have our yes. schedules full and to not stop. Because if you're not doing anything, how dare you be so unproductive? How dare you be lazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get out of that mindset. We have to ask the Lord to like renew our minds regarding like our our time, how we're stewarding our time. Mm-hmm. But it's like taking time to just be still. And I found that like for me, showers are a great time for that. And I also love to like sit with a little like in my room and like read the word things like that but showers are great like me and jesus be having the best talk in the shower so like it looks different for mm-hmm. right like, yeah looking for that it's kind of like a trial and error like what like what's what does your lifestyle look like mm-hmm. how can you add a devotional into your life or what can you do here or could you do audio bible could you listen to worship music could you do instead of you know doing this task or could you like you know do add time for 5 10 15 minutes you know it just depends on your life yeah. and your lifestyle but um you i mean there's also the aspect of your and like mm-hmm. feeling too lazy and too tired like oh i don't feel like praying and you know a lot of the times most of the time like you're not gonna feel like praying we're we have to absolutely die to that part of our flesh <clears throat> but it's every time i do i never regret it because the lord always meets with me he always speaks away, whether it's just I'm sure he loves me and, and embracing me. Um, I never regret taking that time. 
Um, so it's hard to find that stillness yeah. and it's a struggle between the flesh and the spirit. It's like this fight, this internal battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more we walk with the Lord, the more we walk in the spirit, um, I think it'll be, um, it'll come, it'll, I don't want to say naturally because we have to be disciplined in our flesh, but the more we walk with the spirit, we will desire him more and we'll want that more. And like, that may be more more hot might happen more and again it's not mm-hmm. perfect i'm not saying you have to spend 20 30 minutes every day in stillness before the lord as long as you're connected with him that could look different mm-hmm. for everyone so that's what i would say that was a very long-winded answer but no thank you enough. thank you so mm-hmm. much you actually really just spoke a lot into my heart and i do really appreciate that Absolutely. i know one thing that we've been kind of trying to do as a Discord community, you know, following along is that we have this really cute, um, I say really cute because like it has a nice picture on the cover, but um, this devotional um, that my husband and I have been going through, we both got sick and ended up falling off of that, but we are going to be trying to do that back again in Discord. So if you want, um, you're more than welcome to join us. I just put it in like the little Bible study section. If any of you are watching and you want to join us. Yeah, we have, like, a whole little channel set up that, like, here's, like, a Bible question. Like, what do you think about this? Or I saw something over here. Yeah, it's been so helpful. Um, And so, like, if you go back to, like, this video, it's actually linked right down below. But Cool. That's awesome. So, thank you. On the opposite end of stillness, maybe it's just because I have, you know, a little bit of wanderlust in my bones. But... (laughs) I've heard that coffee in South America is, like, really, really good. Oh, my gosh. Was it I'm not better? a coffee girl. Okay. I'm not a coffee girl. Okay? Just – I'm putting that out there. I'm a tea girl. I love tea. Coffee, like, makes me crazy. And I – one time I accidentally drank a black cup of coffee and I was crazy. I thought it was dying. I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm dying. What's going on? Am I good? Do I have to say goodbye to my family and friends? I, mm. It was a little dramatic, but I was, like, freaking out. Yeah. Um it was just the caffeine. But yeah. I went to Ecuador two years ago and mm-hmm. I had a whole mug of coffee and I drank the whole thing and I felt amazing. I didn't feel jittery. I didn't feel crazy. And I'm not even, I'm not, a, again, I'm not a coffee girl. I don't drink yeah. coffee. Okay. But I was like, hmm, what is this stuff? I took a picture yeah. of it and I wanted to try to find it in the um, grocery store, but I didn't end up finding it. I might be able to oh. find it on the internet. Not sure. But it was so good. So coffee in South America, yeah. mm-hmm. it's top notch. Because that's where they grow it, right? Like, they yeah. grow it there. They grow it in Colombia and Ecuador. Like, that's where they grow the coffee. And obviously yeah. Africa, too. Oh, my gosh. South American coffee. I'm not a coffee girl, and it's great. I think it's amazing, top notch. It didn't make me feel crazy. So, yes, yeah, South American coffee, 10 out of 10, for sure. Did you know that my friend Rob actually has his own coffee company where a lot of the um, coffee that he imports is from South America? That's awesome. We have these yeah. um, missionaries we're connected to, and they're in they're in Colombia for half the year. Mm-hmm. But the husband's Colombian and the wife is American, and then they're in the U.S. for half the year. And they have a coffee farm down there, and that's um, how they like get their. Um, <clears throat> funding is they sell mm-hmm. coffee when they come to the u.s coffee's ah, so, so good cool. too. but like it's I, south american coffee farms are just wonderful it's just a wonderful thing thank thank you more yeah. for south american coffee farms. yes praise jesus and another reason <laughs> why we can praise jesus is because this um coffee brand is actually pro-life 
Do you want a delicious brew that shares your values too? Look no further than North Arrow Coffee. North Arrow Coffee is a pro-life veteran-owned business that I am proud to have as a sponsor. Not only do they have a delicious, superior product, they also pledge to donate at least 15% of their sales to organizations that support and advocate for the pre-born, help families facing crisis pregnancies, and offer healing to those who have been affected by abortion in a gospel-centered way. Order North Arrow Coffee today. You can do so by going to northarrowcoffee.co. And when you use code FRIDA, F-R-E-D-A, you'll save 10% off your first order. And North Arrow Coffee also has teas, which I haven't tried yet, but I've heard they're really, really good. Now, speaking of entrepreneurial journeys, would you like to tell us a little bit about, oh yeah, my mouth just had not to work. That's that's difficulties on me. It <laughs> happens. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about Dolce by my? Is it Dolce or Dolce? Dolce, Dolce. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to tell it's us out. a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> I started it in 2020, and it's crazy. It's been almost four years. Um, May 2020. I um, I graduated college in 2020, but it was mm-hmm. COVID. So we yeah. like the latter two thirds ish of my semester, um, the latter third of my semester was online, and we they sent us home. And I was like doing online classes, having the worst sleep schedule of my life, and like my sleep schedule yeah. got messed up in 2020. Like it got yes. so messed, and I didn't really my fix husband, itself yeah. until last year. So my husband crazy. and I kept jo- joking that we were like sleeping on an around the world time schedule yeah. <laughs> because it was so, like much. at one point we we're like operating on Australian time and we we're like, okay, yeah, we, yeah, need, we need to fix I know. this. <laughs> wow um, stuff. Um, but I, you know, I've always been a baker. I've always, you know, I, as a kid, I, during Christmas, my mom would like make cookies with us and we would like do the cutouts and decorate them and do thumbprints and all that stuff. So, and I was also like growing up, I love to do trial and error in the kitchen. So I've always been like a cook, a cook and a baker. I've always loved being in the kitchen. So yeah, I was same. just baking for fun. I was like, oh, okay, well, I have all this time on my hands. Let me bake something. So I was, I started baking macarons um, and I had baked them before, but I started baking them again. And I was like, oh, let me try this out again. Let me see. That sounds kind of good. I know they're hard, but why not? So I started baking them and experimenting. And then people started asking questions. They're like, can I make these? I was like, hmm, yes. So I made a Google form um, mm-hmm. for people to order. And then I eventually like launched a website. But that kind of came out of my boredom. But you know, it's it's a fun thing to do. I, you know, it's a very, very small business. Like it's <clears throat> add a couple thousand dollars to my annual salary and by a couple mm-hmm. I mean like a literal two or something it's very small but it's really mm-hmm. fun I love it <clears throat> I sometimes do like um I've done wedding cakes before really small ones I haven't done a big mm-hmm. one um and macarons and cake pops and decorated cookies and cupcakes and mm-hmm. all the things you can think of and it's been really fun it's it's a very fun artistic because I yeah. um, I don't really paint, but my canvas is my desserts, and it's really really fun, and I enjoy it very much. So. They're so beautiful. Like I have your Thank website linked you. down below for anyone interested in your mag- macarons. Who I mean everybody. 
<laughs> because oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, they look so good. I feel like I gain 10 pounds every time I go on your website. <laughs> oh my word. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. Um and also I love that you're not one of those gatekeeping girlies because I have so like I can't even tell you how many of your posts that I have like on Twitter bookmarked all about like different baking and cooking things that are like so so helpful. Yeah, like why would I be rude and gatekeep? That's not that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a little so. because you're a literal queen. You oh, know. you're so kind. You're so kind. I just want to share all the good tips because I wish I would have known this before before someone like um before I messed up, like, and I still mess up. Macarons are hard. Like sometimes like every batch out of five, I have to throw it out. It's because there's like variables that are out of my control that yep. affect the macaron batch. So, you know, it, it's, it's fine, but I have learned um, how to, um, you know, move on and adjust. And it's, it's been a, a big growing experience and I've shipped and I had failures with shit like you know so it, it's been fun. yeah it's I I've had to show myself a lot of grace there were some clients that were just not great yeah. that I had to deal with but you know everything everything in the that working out um so thank you I appreciate it. of course um yeah so I know we've kind of covered like what challenges and successes you've encountered in that but how do you balance your faith and values in your professional life so I actually work at a Christian school and I love it. I love That's it. That's amazing. Well, let me just tell you about this job real quick. So yeah, last, and this is, what year is it? 2024. So in 2022, mm-hmm. um, I had a job that I thought was great. I thought I was like, oh, I was looking for something. And before this, I was working for a homeschooling company. And mm-hmm. I liked that too. But I had to write all the curriculum, my skills consistent like yeah. it was the same schedule every week but I had to go to different locations every day so it was like a mm-hmm. lot of inconsistency and I had my like, classes started at different times every day different age groups. I loved it it was a good experience it made me more well-rounded as a teacher but mm-hmm. it was just very like I didn't like the consistency of it um, yeah so I was like looking for something else and I love teaching and it's not even my mm-hmm. profession right this is not what I went to school for um so I was looking for jobs, like, um, mm-hmm. okay, let's see what's on here. Let's see if we can find something nice. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I um, want to be in the medical field. Let me just do apply for this receptionist job. And it was part-time, decent hourly rate, wage, 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 and they had benefits. And I was like, okay, cool. This mm-hmm. sounds like a good, a good gig. Yeah. I lasted two months. Not a fan. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't really like the um, – the environment um and i felt like it was just hard because just the vibes were off you know and i wanted to oh i totally know yeah if yeah and like if the lord puts me in an environment i want to be able to be light but it was just i i didn't like it it just felt off people like their energy was weird was always talking about like her beef and I was just like okay I don't want to hear about yeah. like, your husband's getting on your nerves again so I didn't like the environment at all mm-hmm. I was depressed during two it was two months yeah. of horribleness um and so I ended up quitting a few a week mm-hmm. before Christmas because again the, the policy on time off was horrible and I already I had like the trip I went on to Africa mm-hmm. last year I went to Africa mm-hmm. last year for anyone who's watching. I went to Tanzania for 10 days. I had already paid for most of that trip, and I was planning on mm-hmm. that trip for the whole year. 
And so I wouldn't have had enough time off to do the trip. Yeah. And so I, and I just didn't like it. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like two weeks, I'm leaving. Like my last day, I think was December 21st. I remember it because it was a day of liberation for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to get out of here. And I was praying, like, Lord, I really, really, really want to use my Spanish. Because I used Spanish a few times as a receptionist. But not really. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, I want to use my Spanish. I want to be happy. And I want to enjoy my job. Because every that old job, like the receptionist job, I dreaded it. Every day I was like, oh, God, yeah. I it was not fun. Um, there were a couple yeah. co-workers that were cool. Like I like the doc. The doctors were real cool. The nurses were cool. The sonographers were cool. The PAs were cool. It was the other receptionists and like our mm-hmm. boss, like our office manager, that was like, yep. didn't like the energy. Anyways, it yeah. was for that season. So the Lord gave open this door for me to work at the school I'm at now, but it was a different position. Mm-hmm. So I was tutoring their Spanish immersion students because they have a Spanish immersion program. And I was tutoring them in like their math and reading, things like that. And then like, and that was kind of happened because um, I give music lessons as well. It's kind of another business to do. And one of my music families, they go to the school, like actually quite a few of them go to that school. They're like, hey, like she's always one of the moms. Like she would talk to me like 20, 30 minutes after one of her kids' lessons. And she'd be like, (laughs) she'd be giving me the tea of the school. Like here's all the drama, blah, blah, blah. Like what do you think about, (laughs) you should work here. Like they might have a, a position for you because it's Spanish immersion so I ended up getting a little bit of her referral which is really cool nice. but I ended up working as like a tutor for their Spanish mm-hmm. students and then the principal offered me a job to be an assistant teacher for the fourth and fifth class um, mm-hmm. in Spanish immersion and then I also lead worship for the elementary chapters which I love so this job I love this job it's amazing I'm so grateful um amazing. I'm not rich it's a salary job but I'm not rich mm-hmm. it's like very I bet I have great benefits. Um, so like the Lord is kind of just like compounded what I was asking mm-hmm. for. It, I'm so grateful. And um, it's um, so what like the way the program works is <clears throat> in from first to third, well, kindergarten to third grade or kindergarten mm-hmm. to first grade. No, sorry. Kindergarten to second grade. Everything's in Spanish. Every subject. In third grade, they start incorporating English very little. So in, in third grade, they'll have one English class. Fourth grade, they'll have two. So we have two English classes and I teach mm-hmm. both of them because my co-teacher, she's Mexican. She's a lead teacher. Um, and she's like, you want to just teach these because you speak English? I was like, sure. And there's social studies and Bible, which I love both of those very much. That's and the Lord is out ahead of time. Like he's just, he's so great. But I love teaching social studies because I love the, obviously I travel. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also I teach Bible, which I love. It's so and so wonderful mm-hmm. like just being able to share Jesus with these kids openly and they ask questions and like they it's interesting because like at this age you're like eight they're like nine ten years old nine ten eleven because mm-hmm. they're fourth and fifth mm-hmm. and they're asking really good questions about like morality about like different like biblical principles and it's really wonderful being able to engage with them in that and like I love the bible I love theology and I'm not like the most I'm not like this amazing theological genius but I've read I haven't read the whole bible through but I've read I'd say 90% of the bible maybe not like in the sequence but like I love the word of Mm -hmm. god and I love sharing the word of god and like knowing Mm -hmm. like these verses back like ask me a question I'm like oh well in this chapter it says this like go read it when you get home or pull it up in your bible now so I love being able to share Jesus with these kids and lead worship every week in chapel is also like the biggest blessing just being Mm -hmm. able to like use the gifts the Lord's given me to give back to 
education and um, also like these kids with their music skills as well and helping them be leaders because they're like there's like a team yeah um, each month the teachers pick two students like fourth and fifth each get two Mm -hmm. students per class and they come they become like the worship team for that month and so like giving them opportunity to be leaders and maybe if they like want to you know if they play an instrument they can play um there was a one one girl that had played the ukulele with us mm-hmm. one time which was really cool like she had a, she's like can That's i bring my ukulele and play i was like yes i'll make you a chord chart come play come bring your ukulele, bring your ukulele so we can practice but it's it's the most amazing job and i'm so grateful that i get to share jesus even though it's a christian environment and like mm-hmm. the staff are required to like answer questions about their faith um i still am able to share jesus so many ways and it is like the biggest blessing like I I could not be more grateful for the opportunity that's so amazing I'm so happy for you like the love you have for that job and the love that you have for Jesus just jumps right off the screen tell me in chat if you guys agree um so one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about is so how does your age being a zillennial, a fellow zillennial, how does that impact your faith? I feel like a lot of people um, our age are... Sorry, there was some noise going on in the background. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry about that. It's not your fault. Um, it's my fault. I did it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I know that sometimes it can be a really weird age, like, generation part because it's like the millennials aren't quite super accepting and the like gen z is like super young so it's like how have you found you know falling in that kind of zillennial category yeah it's a weird space because i relate to both millennials and gen z because millennials end like two years before me so like Mm -hmm. basically the same age but you know i'm gen z i'm like the very beginning of gen z so it's like a weird, awkward stage, you know? It's like the awkward yeah. stage right over again. The awkward stage of middle school, it's just my life because I'm in this weird space. Um, so it's it's interesting because I'm seeing different sides of generations that surround me. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool because I feel like I am, I'm a very diplomatic person, but I feel like as a zillennial, I could kind of bridge gaps in some ways. Um, between different generations as well um but it's also interesting like relating to others in like from a cultural aspect Mm -hmm. um as well but it's just it's interesting because I see a lot of cultural things I'm very like you know understand colloquialisms and a lot of different things um but also trying to speak to my generation about um jesus in a way that we understand um even like with my podcast talking about things that it's like it's really targeted towward young christians and that's the majority of my audience and i want to talk about things that we deal with that people don't about um like singleness or like you know different things that we just go through that are kind of like sometimes i feel like they're swept under the rug and I want to talk mm-hmm. about it. I want to talk about the hard stuff. I want to talk about the things that no one wants to talk about. Because who's going to? We don't want the world to be speaking to us about these things. We want to have a um, a biblical perspective about these things. So yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I feel like I just ramble, but I hope I answered your question. It does. Speaking more about like the social media aspect of things, 
it's been kind of a fiery storm for you with between Pearl and then Tristan Tate following you. And how do you maintain such grace and class going through all of that? Because I know that, you know, some of our listeners are on different, like different parts in their social media journey. And yeah, yeah. that oh, just watching that unfold was craziness. Do you want to, do you have anything yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a chaotic couple of months. So I first <clears throat> went kind of viral on my birthday, which was September 5th. And I was talking a little bit about like my singleness journey and like saying like, mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was 18, I wanted to get married at 22 and have my first kid at 25. Um, and then I'm like, I'm 25 now and I'm single. Here's my, like, not really like, here's my story, but just going through my journey being a single woman in my twenties, mm-hmm. wanting to be a wife so so badly, but yeah. not that not happening yet. Um, and talking through like the what the Lord has been teaching me, and then my experience, a little bit of my experience dating. So that kind mm-hmm. of I was not, I was just like, okay, my couple thousand followers are gonna like eat this, or not, not really eat it up. Like they're just gonna read it, and be like, happy birthday. Yeah. And that's it. Nah, they ate it up. Okay, they ate it. <laughs> yeah. Up. Like twenty six thousand likes, so many shares, a lot of like I couldn't read everything. Like I tried, I couldn't do it because um, it was yeah. just insane. In between that time, I also got a ton of like weird. I got so many proposals via my business email because I had closed my DM because I'm like, all right, <clears> this, is, this is gotta keep this. Yeah, I don't want to just have these open because it's gonna get insane. Yeah, I, I don't regret that decision because my goodness, but I got so many emails in my business email, my Dolce email. Mm-hmm. emails and people ended up finding my personal email which wasn't even connected to my twitter people were the fbi i got a bunch <laughs> of random like um uh marriage proposals from like men in africa and a bunch of weird messages a bunch of really weird stuff really really weird yeah stuff because of that and i'm just like, okay so it's a lot it's a lot a lot to deal with um so that's a f- viral and then mm-hmm. i kind of went viral last week um, there was yeah. girl, I, I muted her a long time ago. Same. She started quoting me. She started, I'm like, I didn't even see it because um, until someone had like responded to her tweet and I was tagged and I was like, oh God, not this girl. So she yeah. was quoting me all this, like all of this stuff and it was just chaotic. And so then I kind of went viral again because I kind of snapped back at her um, and people ate it up. And so that's been chaotic. And then I've been talking about dating and stuff. And mm-hmm. eventually, like, I ended up talking about monogamy, uh, monogamy and polygamy. Mm-hmm. And, like, people, you know, I think it's the algorithm. Like, the algo hates me and is just bringing these yeah. really strange people into my timeline. But, yeah, yeah like, I talk about things. I don't care. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. if, like, people, like, and people are, no one cares. I'm like, well, don't follow me. You exactly. Don't have to comment, honey. Like, why? Yeah. Like, you have two followers. <laughs> it's been chaotic. Like, if it's you really didn't care, like, you just, right? I wouldn't like, know you'd exist. You wouldn't say anything. You just mute me, honey. What's going on? Um, but yeah, it's been chaotic. So I refined my notification mm-hmm. settings. I keep like, I still feel like, even though my account, and I, I gained probably the first time I went viral, I went from seven thousand to twelve thousand, and this time I went from about twelve point seven to fourteen point five this wow so i gain a couple thousand followers yeah crazy stuff weird but i still feel like i have my like community my mutuals like Mm -hmm. my people y'all know 
uh, you're one of them for sure but like I have my community still yeah. even though I'm growing I'm like I still have my people on here like we have our little community we DM each other every now and then um so it's been a chaotic thing like I was not ever intending to go viral I was just sharing my heart um yeah. and if, the thing is like I you know I don't mind having a larger platform it's not huge it's like 12.5k no no it's 14.5 now I can't keep up that's how fast this has been going but I want to lead others to Christ I want whatever Mm -hmm. I do to lead others to Christ and so the part of that question where you're asking about the class of response like I don't want to turn others away from the gospel like I want people to see Jesus through me and like want to wonder about who I serve do I make mistakes yeah do I tweet things I probably shouldn't sometimes most of the time I don't but sometimes I'm like I probably shouldn't say that let me do yeah. that. it doesn't happen very often but like the holy spirit's really helping me through that mm-hmm. but i really just want this world to meet jesus and know who he is through me and if mm-hmm. plant little seeds that won't you know bloom for the next 20 years okay because i planted the seed and i i will not know yeah. i will not see the fruition of all of these seeds being planted but i i just i want the world to see jesus and and there's a lot of false gospels false theology being shared online and it's unfortunate because a lot of people are being deceived and they're falling into these false ideologies so i just want to share the truth people are like don't the trolls and i'm like well the trolls are leading people astray i want to spread the truth if someone sees this and their heart is touched like and they and they're maybe not gonna go down the path of like a false street like i don't want to be like oh forget it i'm not gonna engage like i know i've placed boundaries i don't always engage i've blocked like probably 10 people today because it was getting crazy but like for a lot of people it's like i want people to see the truth i want to lay like write like put these verses in here so someone's like interesting let me look into that bible well let me look into that verse or that that passage and see what's in there and like i just want to plant seeds so it's like part classiness is like i want people to know jesus and i don't want people to think oh she's such a main crush and some people say that because people are weird yeah you know, people are weird we're so weird but it's like i just the purpose of this platform, the purpose of my podcast the purpose of everything i do is to shine a light of jesus and just show people who he is so like you know i, I talk to that get a lot of attention sometimes but mm-hmm. um it's not the intention i want to have conversations but um, the purpose of all of this is to lead others to Christ. So. That's so wonderful and so beautiful. And it actually kind of touches upon the piece that I um, have out today about between harmony and hegemony. Because when we're in our own echo chamber, sometimes it can be really hard. And it's not that having a community isn't good. I am so blessed for each one of you you know you and everybody in the chat but trying to step outside that but doing it without love and that grace and that's so important yeah absolutely yeah um nana c we lovingly call her the internet's grammy sorry the internet's nana um i love that that's sweet she's so cute i adore her um she said you were sharing what a hungry world means so much micah the world is desperate for truth. They're desperate for Jesus. There's so many false ideas going around. Like, I guess an example is like the red pill. And there are some <clears throat> things that the red pill acknowledges that are true, but yeah. their prescription is so wrong. It's so anti Jesus. Yeah. It's an anti, let's get some anti Christ ideology, really. 
Um, and it's sad, like seeing how many people are being led astray. And like uh, one of my favorite mutuals, the misses, we always like, you, you know, we get attacked by the red pill on the daily. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, these guys are crazy. Like they're leading Christian men astray. And so we're like, do we need to have a space on this? Do we need to like talk about this? Do we need to bring the Bible here? Because there's a lot of men that are Christians mm -hmm. that have zero respect for women yeah. that don't god's design and it's scary and sad and i understand yeah. like on twitter people can hide behind in a non-profile and you know profile picture mm -hmm. but like people are being led astray by the ideology it's the red pill like there's a lot of things that are yeah. being leading people astray people we need the truth and so i'm like going to be the, one of those people that i'm gonna truth every time i don't care what society says i don't care what i'm pressured to do or not to do I'm going to spread the truth because the truth will set, someone wrote in the chat, the truth will set you free. Yes. We need yes. the truth because the world doesn't even know what truth is. The world thinks that truth is subjective and that's not the yeah. truth. So I just, yeah. it, I got to spread the truth. I don't care who gets me. I don't care. Like I, yeah. who cares? I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to, I'm being obedient and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And I, I was in love, but like, I don't, I'm not going to stand by idly and just allow the truth to be swept under the rug when I'm here yeah. and I proclaim it. Absolutely. That's so, so true. And as you know, one of my friends has famously been quoted as saying, truth is true. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are going to be wrapping up. Would you like to say a prayer for us before we get going into the Twitter section? Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you ever do this, but does anyone have any prayer requests? You can write in the chat real quick. I don't know if this ever happens, but mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of used to asking this because in, um, in school, we pray every morning. And so I'm like, does anyone mm -hmm. have any prayer requests? So I'm kind of used to that. Um, but before you show, I know that... Um, Jess, my friend Jess in the chat where else we practice um for things for her adoption. Um, and then because she's in the process of adopting right now. And if anyone would like to support that, again, that's in the description down below. I was really blessed to get to um design that shirt for her and then all the proceeds of that march go to help her adoption. So I know she's at a crucial place right now in her adoption applications. Um Margot, our dear Margot, is doing some job interviews and then I know all of us are kind of waiting with bated breath about baby Gus and his situation okay well I might have to keep my eyes open so I can look at look at these prayers but <clears throat> all right let's all pray together thank you Lord so much for this opportunity that we have to come together and have these discussions we thank you for your goodness we thank you that we are chosen by you that we are loved by you that nothing that we could do could could change how you love us how you see us and we thank you for your grace and your mercy upon our lives and we thank you for sharing that with us and for not upholding your goodness from us there are many things that we deal with in our lives we have many trials that we go through many things that we're petitioning for so we ask you lord that you please be with her um for just who's dealing with um this adoption, Lord, I ask that your will would be done, that there would be peace in the situation, and that um, your hand would be all over everything that happens here, that they would be able to adopt 
perfect child for them and you know what that is so lord i ask that that would come to fruition i also ask that their um, nana c has a um, procedure um that happened today um so i ask that your um you would touch her that the uh that she would have a good recovery for that in jesus name and also for margo with the job interviews i ask lord that you would provide the perfect job for her that she needs you know exactly where she is in her life and i ask lord that you would please bless her with the perfect job um the job that where she can share your light and where she can flourish and where she can grow and we also asked Lord that you would please touch baby Gus. He is going through so much with his little body with his heart transplant. We asked Lord that everything that needs to happen for him to do well, that it would happen, that you would touch his sweet little body, Lord, and that his heart would begin to beat rhythmically in the way that it should, in the way that the doctors and nurses are looking for it too, that you would strengthen his heart, give strength and peace to his family as they're going through this horrible trial. They ask that even, even if they're in the waiting, Lord, that they have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, if there are any other needs that are before, um, before you today, Lord, we ask you to please meet them. You see inside of all of our hearts, you see exactly what we need, what we're looking for. But you, you know what we need, Lord. You know what we need more than you. So we ask you would be the supplier of our needs and that you would meet our needs. And we ask you that you would give us opportunities to love you and show you to this world as we go through our lives. And we thank you again for this opportunity that we have. We ask these things and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that beautiful prayer, Micah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, kindly do me a favor and leave me a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. My podcast is available wherever you can listen, and it's also available live on Rumble on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you can join us in whatever format works best for you. Please tell somebody that you care about about this episode so that I can spread my work and encourage more people. And remember, stay based and stay blessed.